I was stuck. No. I was stuck on the little latch. It had caught my overall buckle. Am I special? Am I, you know, do I stand out? Is what I make worthy? I need somebody else to tell me, to get me like psyched on something. But like nobody in your life has to always be somebody from out mm, there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of At Our Place with Megan and Shrell. I'm Shrell. And I'm Megan. Woo! Welcome to another episode. You guys are here with us. With the realist. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Oh. You know what? You know how we've been... So, Megan and I have been taking like these multivitamins for women. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they say. Yeah, one is called. called one is called multivitamins for women and one is zinc, magnesium and something else. So we're taking like a lot of these like vitamins and supplements. We because, just started. Well, that's not true. I've been taking like vitamins most of this year, but we just added these two because I kept getting sick and because I'm like 32 almost and you're 27 and almost we, and we haven't been like well by the time this comes out i'll be 27 yeah so basically it's about damn time to start taking some multivitamins <laughs> that's what i was thinking so. i i randomly just got inspired to just i was in trader joe's and i you needed some iron i think because vegetarian you know um now pescatarian mm-hmm. and i was looking at their vitamins and i was like I feel like women's multivitamins is like a good thing to have. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we should be taking our vitamins, which when I was a kid, my mom would like pay us to take our vitamins. What? And even then I wouldn't like take ten them. cents or something. It was something super cheap, like not even. It was like two cents. <laughs> oh, per, oh my god. It was like two cents per day. Oh my god. Or something god. like that. Like it wasn't very much money. No. But she had multiple kids. She has six kids. Two cents times 30 days in a month that's only 60 cents that's not even enough to buy a candy bar i just know it wasn't maybe there was like a dollar at the end of the week or something like that it wasn't very much but even then i was like i am not taking those they taste disgusting so i still feel that same way as a 31 year old but i've noticed in the last few days of us taking it i've had more energy throughout my day no way so my crash point has been later well, you did wake up and do a ton of things this morning. That's what I'm saying. Like the fact that I'm able to wake up early. But you didn't ha- take the vitamins till the evening. Do you think it still kicks in? Well, why wouldn't it? It's the body. I, know. I it's guess the human true. body. Yeah. It's in your body. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't so. think vitamins care about time. <laughs> I don't think they care about time. It's a supplement. So. I think it's okay. I'm glad you've been feeling better. It's literally only been two days. It's been like three or four days. (laughs) Your sense of time is off. Hey, (laughs) Time is a construct. Also, why do you and other people in your demographic use the word literally for things? Okay. Well, because it sounds, it's an emphasis. It's an emphasis. Yes. 
Even though it's not literally that thing. No, it's you say it at for emphasis, even though God. it might not be. <laughs> even true. though it's incorrect. Well, <laughs> you're I'm a sorry. liar. I, <laughs> oh okay. my gosh, I feel like I said that about somebody the other day. I think I said it about somebody at work, and it was like funny. I think it. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, I said something at work. I, well, because you said you're a liar. And it reminded me of something I said and everybody laughed because it was so funny. <laughs> nice. I, I think I think somebody said, oh, you know, sometimes you have to embellish or whatever. I don't remember. I can't. You're on your own with that. Oh, man. I was hoping I'd remember the joke and I could like sound really cool. Mm. No. I'm sorry, everyone. So what I was trying to say was with the vitamins that we've been taking, it's been like four days and I've noticed I can, I'm just, I have more energy throughout the day and that's been really fun. So that's all I was going to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's really awesome. But I did, I made like a list of 15 things that I had to get done today and I started at 523 in the morning (laughs) and I haven't finished yet. I just got to say, I mean, you're almost done, hopefully, after this. I mean, this is the last thing I'm doing today. Yay. I woke up. First of all, I slept in a little bit. Normally, I would try to, like, wake up early, get out of bed, do a workout, and get ready for work. But I rolled out of bed a bit later, skipped the workout, because I was so tired. I've been sleep-deprived for, like, a week and a half. Mm. Um, But I come out here, and... I look, the fridge door is fully open. So I look past the fridge door. I see you sitting on the ground. There are tubs and tubs of things <laughs> on the table. And I'm just like, Sherelle's cleaning out the fridge. And it's like 7.45 in the morning. Yep. <laughs> and you clearly have been doing it for a while. And it wasn't even the first thing I got done on my list. But yes. Oh my gosh. I just had the energy. So I went for it. Well, you're going to sleep so well tonight. Also, you know what I do? This is a bad habit of mine. One might say it's an orange flag. A beige flag? No, beige flag is neutral. This is like not a good habit. Okay. Orange flag. It's like black flag. What? That sounds like... No, I thought you said, oh, a black flag. No, I said orange flag. Racist! You were like, wait, why... Why would I say that? I don't know. That's something for you to figure out. Why would I say something so insensitive? No, I... That's not even a thing. (laughs) An orange flag is a thing. And my orange flag is... I will passive... I'm a little bit passive aggressive. I just noticed this. (gasps) Oh, no. Well, I'm just noticing it, too. So what did you do that was passive aggressive? Well... I realized, like, if I want something done, I'll mention it or complain about it instead of just directly asking you, can you do this? Because by the time I directly ask you, I'm already annoyed about it. Oh, look how the tables have turned. I feel like I used to be the passive aggressive one. You still are. There could be two. (laughs) Goody. I'll share. <laughs> I don't I I feel like in nature I was not very skilled at confrontational 
communication. And so I probably used to do the, the same thing of, oh, this needs to get done, but not asking you to do it or not seeing if you're already going to do it, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But now I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at communicating in good. that way. Yeah. And now look at you. You're, you're apparently being passive aggressive over here. I'm not. It's not in all things. It's just this. I just noticed I'm glad it's not today that I like passive aggressively have mentioned for the last two weeks that the fridge should be cleaned out. And that's the because thing because there's a chore chart with that as your chore on it. We don't even follow that. You <laughs> know, <laughs> we, but that's okay. where my passive aggressive nature comes in, where I'm like, Ugh. "This should not be my job. This should <laughs> that is not my job." <laughs> <laughs> that's just you didn't want to do it that's no just... i didn't want to do it but i wanted it done and i oh. had mentioned it offhand several times in the last two weeks and you still didn't do it you said oh yeah oh that needs to go oh yeah and so i just did it today and i'm satisfied because i got to do it according to <laughs> my standard that's the thing is i would agree with you like oh this really needs to get done yes yes it does man i'm just i'm so busy but yes it does and then i would forget about it to be honest that's fine i have more free time than you oh for now other than your crazy productive day and now crashing with your energy how are you doing well i haven't crashed yet so that's good go go zinc and multivitamins (laughs) yeah i think i saw a TikTok as well that I'm sad to say influenced me into taking zinc and other Why vitamins. is it always TikTok that influences you? I don't you? know. I remember specifically saying, you know what, baby, we should take vitamins. We should change our diet. We should be healthier. You're like, mm. and I got I got confirmation on the zinc because some lady on TikTok was talking to me. Your mom's going <laughs> to hear this and be so annoyed at you. You know how many times she's mentioned zinc to us? No. <laughs> In one ear and out the other. (laughs) I'm sorry, mom. It's a classic mother-daughter relationship. You really should do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then forget about it. She's even sent us home with like zinc and magnesium and things like that. I got scared to take the... The you stuff think your mom's like a little no. like woo woo. I don't know. <laughs> well, because I didn't. Doctor. I was afraid of how it would affect my body, but <laughs> but now I see it at Trader Joe's and I see it on TikTok and I'm like, I'm sold. Hmm. So that's it. There's always something to all of that. Like there's something to Eastern medicine. There's something to holistic health. There's something to supplements. There's something to you know essential oils it yeah, all it all yeah, is of course it all matters and it's all healing mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just it's just western culture like we're just like mm, no we mm. want the pills we want to take this and then that's what works <laughs> that sounds very congested <laughs> <laughs> right give me the match. <laughs> I need 10 different medications today. Oh, wait. Who is like, who are you even talking about? I don't know. I have family who's in medicine. And so I feel like there's always this push pull of like holistic, you know, change your diet, change what you do, use supplements, use acupuncture, use all these other things. And then also just take a pill for it. Yes. It's like a balance. A holistic pill right like it's not like 
medicine it's just no there is there are medicines for like everything like i have friends who are nurses and doctors and then i have friends who are like do acupuncture so it's just all it's all there are you gonna try acupuncture i want to but i also there's something about it that triggers my ocd it's understandable so well i'm glad you're doing good honey how are you i'm doing well Thank you for asking. I <laughs> rolled your eyes. Because the way you said, thank you for asking. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, she was never going to shut up and ask. <laughs> thank you for finally asking oh how Oh, my God. I'm okay, I'm no longer interested in how you're doing. <laughs> um, I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm also excited about these newfound um, health things we're doing. I started eating a handful of blueberries every morning you've been on a kick and you know why you know why she's been eating a handful of blueberries once again she saw it on social media because no. tig notaro eats a handful of blueberries tig talks multiple times uh she's doing a podcast now called handsome with a couple other comedians and I'm obsessed with it, but she's talked multiple times about how healthy it is to have a handful of blueberries or some other type of berries every single morning. And I was like, you know what? I just want to get those nutrients. I have been with you for five years and I've never seen you just willfully eat blueberries until Tig said you should eat these. I need somebody else to tell me to get me like psyched on something but, like nobody in your life has to always be somebody from out mm. there yeah <laughs> i look i don't know why unless my doctor told me you need xyz i just feel like i don't know also, i know why and i'm gonna get in myself in trouble for this oh <laughs> your mom and i have talked extensively about no, this what your this isn't fair family particularly on your father's side my father it's also on your mother's side they have a particular brand of stubbornness where it's like you can't tell me nothing <laughs> but some random person that's yep. not even an expert but i it's like i have to like them i have to see similarities to them of yeah i want to be that way or i want you know yeah and the, yeah so <laughs> meanwhile i'm like standing in the middle of the street flailing my arms saying we should try you know this it's I can't be told by my family, but I need to be told by like a friend or someone that I'm influenced by. I think that's what it is. Because mm. if one of our friends told me about it, then maybe I would do it. Do you think maybe it's because you're queer? Why? Well, I have a particular brand of stubbornness and badassery and thick skin because I'm queer. So it's like I block people out of their, with their opinions of me. Also because I'm a black woman. Um, I just blocked them out. I'm like, I don't really care what you Sorry, think. I'm not. I didn't laugh because of what you said. Yeah, you I, did. <laughs> racist no! again. No. I, I laughed because I don't think that it's true for myself. That's why. Oh. Um, and I forgot completely what you were saying. Yeah. You're just disagreeing with me. Well, even I, though you don't even know what I was trying to say. Oh, I do. I just I had to clarify because sometimes... I'm thinking something in my head at a different speed. Like you say something and then I'm oh, processing then it process like it. 10 seconds later. And then I laugh and then you're like, what the heck, man? I just said something <laughs> was like 10 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> Awkward. Nice. No, 
I was saying that as a queer person, I tend to have this now, like now I have this ability to tune people out. Mm, including me. <laughs> You're not even going to argue about it. <laughs> she knows. I don't tune you out, I don't think. <laughs> I've talked Just when you're wrong. I've talked about this before. Oh, no. I think sometimes no. <laughs> no. I I can't remember exactly what I said. I think sometimes I think sometimes I tend to bring something up multiple times oh, before no. you'll even try it or think about it. I think you did talk about that before. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know if that's true. I don't know. You have to bring it up a couple more times before I'll accept that. Probably. Um, oh, I, I did say that. I said I do that instead of saying, oh, hey, babe, you should totally do this. Like even friends, you say, oh, it's you should, should totally do this. It's the should when you should on each other. It's just like, shut it. I'm not <laughs> listening to you now. <laughs> we all do it. Nobody likes being told what they're supposed to do. Unless you're one of those really, really annoyingly indecisive people. I'm really, that's me. <laughs> so that's me. That's why I'm easily influenced. <laughs> I mean, not easily. Like I need some reason and I need passion and I need to feel like you could be my friend. That's hmm. back in my nonprofit days. I was the only one in the house. There was like 13 of us in the house and I was the only one who had a car. Brag of all of these like. 20 something year olds i was the only one who had a car because mm -hmm. i was the only one from california so i used to have to sit in a room while everybody decided what we were gonna go do that evening and i had to wait for 13 people to decide where they wanted to go How for food, what they wanted to do for fun and i was just like you know what like I was practicing, I was practicing my patience, I was practicing not just deciding for people, but I literally would just get up and be like, I'm going here, if you guys want to come, fine. How could you drive 13 people? Well, that's one of the things we had to decide was who's coming <laughs> and how many trips am I going to make and who am I dropping off where? Oh my god! And then I didn't ask for anybody for gas money, so I... I started putting like this little mason jar well, in jar. my cup cup holder, and oh. I got like after like a year of keeping it in there, I think I got like less than twenty bucks. <laughs> oh my gosh! I drove people from LAX to here. Oh my gosh, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. You guys are listening to this podcast. Shame on you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway, that's when I first realized I don't really like when people are indecisive. I like to be the one that just decides how I'm going to spend my own time, what I'm going to do. And I've taken that into our marriage. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's you're good. You're good. I have I I can see over the years how you have lowered your defenses a little bit in a lot of areas. You've compromised a lot with me. I appreciate that. Likewise can't think of anything right now but i'm sure there's been <laughs> <laughs> you switched sides of the bed with me recently i switched spots with you at this table for our podcast oh yeah that's because usually i sit there and then you have to get up like 10 times i don't know and why i just wanted to sit i don't know why we didn't change it sooner no, i don't know but this is way better oh my gosh um you <laughs> compromise you compromise all the time yeah good Aww. for you wait 
I thought you said we compromise all the time. I said you do, but we do. Yeah, we really do. We're winning at this marriage thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We had an awesome show on Sunday. Oh, yeah. So now here's the time I can tell the new listeners who the heck we are. Oh, if you've made it this far and you don't know who we are. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys are awesome. I had a dream. (laughs) I wasn't going to tell you guys. You're never going to find out who we are. No, sorry. Uh, I had a dream. This is related. That. (laughs) What? Go on with your dream. So we like one of our videos on YouTube had gotten super viral in my dream. (laughs) I don't know which one. Four people saw it. Well, in my dream, something went super viral. And then like a bunch of people were like commenting and asking, how wait how are they famous like like what are they famous for like how did they you know just trying to figure out like who we were and like (laughs) so random i know they were trying to figure out who the heck we were and where we came from pretty much we're still trying to figure that out so (laughs) back to that we are married my name is megan this is my wife sherelle and we play music together um we met as singer songwriters individually and we joined forces in the past year last year well the thing is we both made music individually for like a while um like our whole lives almost pretty much our whole lives i think i started when i was nine i mean I, i played in high school like in church and stuff um no and i did like violin recitals and all that kind of stuff but like professionally playing and getting paid i think that started at like 19 or 20 for me whoa young star i started writing music and producing when i was 18 so we're pretty similar tracks there young star yeah i was a little baby (laughs) um in my garage band Mm, but i remember um, garage band yeah, I and my dad got uh, my sister is a singer too, but she didn't care for the whole producing thing. She was like in choirs. She just wanted to be a professional opera singer, and oh, yeah. she accomplished that. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um, love that for you. And our dad got us one of those snowball microphones. Mm, um, classic. Yeah, classic beginner mic. You know, you hook it up to your. Oh, I heard of this song. Is this where your brother wrote that song, that rude song about you? No. (laughs) Snowball? No, no. Snowball was like when I was 18. This was when we were like, this is when we were kids, kids. Your first feature was of your brother roasting you in a song and you screaming in the background. Yeah. Got it. Essentially. Nice. And then I also made one at that age called the Megan Call. What? I don't even think I could do it justice right now. It was like me making bird noises. (laughs) What? It was just gibberish. It was nothing. It was not even a song. I'm not even going to try. Try it. It was like. Why? (laughs) Why? I don't know. We're just kids. Gosh. I liked using the microphone. (laughs) I wasn't doing anything musical, though. That's amazing. Um, that and then Thomas in the background saying, that is the Megan call. <laughs> That's a good one. Thomas, 
you know, I was going to say he would make a really great broadcaster, but he is a streamer. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. My brother, actually, I don't even know his handle, but he does. I can't pronounce video it. Video game streaming on Twitch and stuff. So he's pretty cool. What were we talking about? Oh, we had a gig on Sunday. That's yes. what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. So we combined our musical abilities a year ago. We've been together for five years, but we stayed out. We stayed out of each other's lane mm-hmm. this whole time. I was more R and B, pop inspired. Cheryl's Still more are. rock. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we lost our styles to each other. I don't see it that way. Do you? No, I, I was kind of joking, but oh. it fell flat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> anyway so yeah we brought our talents together um we started a band called speaking of roses that was your name idea by the way oh i know we can we tried to come up with so many band names for our our duo band thing our music project and uh that was the one that stuck i i'm terrible at coming up with names apparently well, it just made sense. The roses thing made sense for us. Um, if you look back at our relationship, roses have always been at the milestones. Yeah. And yeah, we like it. You proposed to me with a bunch of white roses. Mm-hmm. I proposed to you with a bunch of red roses. For our first anniversary, we got rose tattoos. We had white roses at our wedding. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I love it. So um yeah so we are speaking of roses uh and we had a gig we're part of a group called the feminine collective which is basically a group of badass women um who are all artists yeah we just get together once a month um out in the central coast to talk about music business and music out here playing gigs recording music just sharing resources and mm-hmm. supporting each other i love it i think it's amazing because so at the gig it was like packed by the way because oh, i had to leave mid gig um that's a story but i had to leave <laughs> mid gig and i came back in and it was like packed to the door um and it was just so cool. It was amazing. But so, multiple people asked me, were you expecting it to be like this? Were you expecting mm. it to be this crazy? And I thought about it. And I thought, like, on the one hand, no. Because I'm always surprised when people turn up for us. Mm. And to see how many people were there for us specifically yeah. was so cool. Yeah. Oh, um, makes me so happy. But just to see everybody, like, pull together... And, you know, people coming from out of town, there are some people who are not local and they Mm. came and it was just fun to see everybody. Um, But on the other hand, no, I was not surprised because I know the caliber of musicians and professional uh, people that we associate with. And I was expecting them to put on a phenomenal show and that's exactly what they delivered. So It was a lineup of at least seven women, which... It was just magical and everybody had their own style and it was just so powerful and everybody had people that came. So it was so packed and I don't know, all of, all of us were just such strong musicians and it was really a special night. 
Um, Mm -hmm. I think what's so cool is it's not something that's done out here very often. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to throw shade on anybody, um, but there are a lot of male-dominated... It's just very male-dominated out here. And I think that's Mm -hmm. true for a lot of industries. Um, But a lot of the bands are all men. A lot of the lead singers are men. A lot of the venues like to promote men (laughs) so yeah it's just cool to be a part of a group um that has so many professional highly skilled highly trained women who are not afraid of being each other's like competition it's kind of like the farther you go the farther i get to go i yes i totally agree with that and i actually found myself uh not today but sometime this week i was on instagram which i i don't want to be on so much but i saw a video of a girl woman yeah woman girl. <laughs> sorry i said girl I'm sorry. girl hey girl, hey girl. Um, <laughs> i i saw a video of this woman similar to our age and she was singing um a song and she has like similar style to mine and I don't know something about that when I see somebody else similar to me and doing really like so well musically I get like turned on to like some kind of jealousy or like oh no that's different I thought you said you got turned <laughs> <No>. on <laughs> oh no <laughs> Uh, I do. I'm like, well, <laughs> damn. Ooh, hottie. <laughs> Go off. Oh, wait. Hey, you better not be saying that to anyone about me. No, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's yeah. like, it's hot and inspiring to see women be their best selves. I, I agree. I think it's interesting because when I saw this person that's similar to me in a lot of ways and just like, beautiful and singing that music and i'm just like something about that turned on like the competitive women insecure jealous Mm. part of me the one that was like trained into you i I guess i don't really know i don't even know how it got there but it was just like oh there can only be one really awesome singer like me out here and you know it was just so stupid um and i I was like, ugh, I don't like this ugly feeling inside of me. And then I just kind of trained myself into a thought process of what if I was just hanging out with her? And what if we were just friends? And what if she came to the feminine collective? And what if we were all talking and having a good time? And Mm. that immediately like turned it off. And it was so strange. Like you have to like retrain yourself. Yeah. Cause when somebody's in the room with you and you're friends with them and you're talking about music or anything and you could, you could do projects together or you could, I don't know, just see them and not that competitive mean girl. Mm. There can only be one <laughs> vibe. So well, it's so easy to have that scarcity mindset, especially out here. Not like particularly in the central coast where we live. But if you go north or you go south, like it's just so easy to have a scarcity mind because when you're paying to play, you know, it's like gigs are few and far between um, in L.A. unless you hit a certain level. Mm -hmm. Um, But out here, it's like we have just the same amount of caliber musicians, but we're not 
I don't know. It's like the special thing. Like we've tapped into what's the opposite of a scarcity mind? Abundance. Yeah. Like there's just there's more than enough and we give each other gigs, we give each other contacts. I've written contracts for people and sent it to them for free. Um you've designed for people for free. Yeah. People have been on my EP and your stuff. Like we just mm -hmm. share because that's what we do. And mm -hmm. when we do that, all of our music is elevated. You know, because I think like there's no there's not another Sherelle Jane. I'm the only me. So I'm not afraid of somebody else taking what I have, you know, yeah. like taking taking a spot, taking a platform, taking a role that I'm meant to fill because I'm the only me. Yeah, I think for some reason, seeing somebody that was similar to me, like musically, age-wise, beautiful like I am, <laughs> something about Maybe that there's nobody like you. No, I know, like you don't, you don't even have to say that because, like, I something about it clicked in me. Of, am I special? Am I, you know, mm. do I stand out? Is what I make worthy? And. I just had to snap myself out of that. And, you know, it's not even about that person anymore. It's about who am I? And yeah, I bet you if you go back, it just reminds me of Untamed, you know, when Glennon mm. uh, wrote Untamed. It's just uh, it's like, are you golden or not? Because I remember when I was a kid. Just this feeling of competition with other girls my age. It's like, well, she's pretty because she has that type of hair. She's wearing that type of dress. She's pretty, therefore she's special and she's golden. Mm. Um, and it was like at a, from a very young age, just even being compared to my sisters, you know, not in like super malicious ways, but kind of subtly malicious ways. You know, like, oh, you should be more like Tori or you oh, should yeah. be more like this or whatever. Like. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it just happens. You it know? totally does. I remember even in high school, stupid guys in high school would tell other women like, oh, you should wear something more like that. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it's so weird to say now. It's like but. your role was to be desirable and special to them. Like I, that's your, yeah. that's your role. Oh man, I have one more thing to say about that with in terms of music. I in college I wanted to I really like jazz music and I've always wanted to be that like golden girl that gets to sing with the jazz band and I feel like it's a very niche old school thing where a jazz band has one featured female vocalist for like a couple of songs and I guess I've just been to a lot of concerts and I'm like man she's so she's always so special and she gets to sing and she's like the perfect golden girl she's beautiful everybody you know whatever um and so I wanted to try out to sing with the jazz band and I didn't make it and there was another woman that got picked for it and I don't know it didn't feel good and it was like well I'm not like special or I'm not good enough and um like, yes, it has to do with vocal talent and skill, which I recognize, but 
but also it was like that thing of there can only be one literally there can only be one there can be all these guys but yeah. there can only be one girl yeah and it's similar for like a pianist in the band there's only really one or two or stuff like that but for like the woman vocalist she's like the star on the stage when she's singing you know mm-hmm. and so yeah i feel like that just probably reinforced all of that <laughs> no i get it even in elementary school like there was always just the one there was always that one girl um who got all the valentines <laughs> all the valentines all the boyfriends all the girlfriends <laughs> just like <laughs> there was just always that one um oh, i will say like as a girl who which i've that's the second time today i've called myself a girl i am a woman it's just funny i've never been like oh hi girl or anything like that like i'm a very masculine woman and i love that about me mm. you know what i mean woman sounds very powerful which sometimes i don't want to sound too intense so i say yeah girl. i get that i only ever want to feel powerful <laughs> so i only ever refer to myself as a woman so when i was younger like I was never the golden girl, mm. you know, because I was always more butch and tomboy or whatever you want to call it. I call it queer. <laughs> I was black in a very like white world. I was like homeschooled and had six brothers and I was in hand-me-downs and I was like very athletic and ran bunches all the time. So I was always doing that and I never felt... I, w- I never felt like that golden girl thing. Mm-hmm. I was always like friends with kind of like the popper friend. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like the what? Just the popper what friend. Like the like the poor lowly person. <laughs> like <laughs> you know? like the what? Like the person in Like class the princess they... and the popper. It's just oh. like, well, I was the popper. <laughs> so, just like the, the lowly person <laughs> who was like friends with that person but everybody was surprised that i knew Mm. that person or that that person knew me yeah and that goes back (laughs) to like elementary school all the way to like college and surprise surprise you were just a queer player i guess (laughs) i didn't know that back then always friends with the hot pop i know i'm like well (laughs) there's a reason i was next to you (laughs) and there's a reason you were next to me (laughs) (laughs) turns out i married her so (laughs) what's funny too is i'm realizing pretty much every single person every single woman probably feels like she was never the golden girl you know what i mean yeah because it's all it's never enough no (laughs) never enough let's watch that movie no it's it's just like I mean, how do you win? It's it's like a rigged, it's a rigged competition. Competition. It's a rigged competition. It's a, <laughs> it's a what? <laughs> it's a rigged competition, and it's always a moving target. Like, how do you win? Especially like even the people we think were like, oh, they were the golden girl. They probably didn't think of it that way. No. Like, I was looking at Taylor Swift's videos, and I was like, man, if there was, like, a golden girl right now, well, there's two. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be Beyonce. Well, yeah, but... But then this year, it's also Taylor Swift. Well, I'm just saying Beyonce didn't get as many Grammys or something. Yeah. Or people are saying, oh, 
the two are so completely different because Taylor gets so much recognition. Yes, because she's a golden she's girl. She's a golden girl. And Beyonce, for as amazing as she is, she is still a black woman. So she still has a battle that is just not, it's not on the same level. Yeah. Um, but all of that to say, like, I was watching Taylor Swift's interviews from like 2015 and like her earlier stuff. I love and that I thought, you do that, by the way. What? I love that you dig deep into artists' past. I do. I love to see, not just artists, but even business people, I love to see their growth. I'd love to see where they were, where they are now, how they did it. It excites me as much as performing. <laughs> I love I love that you do that. Anyway, so with Taylor Swift, I was like, she's like golden this year. But I remember in the not too distant past, everybody hated Taylor Swift. Everybody loved <laughs> to hate on Taylor Swift. Now That's she's like true. a sex symbol. Well, now she's she's kind of the perfect like she's dating a famous football player she's, football player is made more famous because he's dating her i know exactly but i feel like that does add to the yes. perfect girl type situation yeah she's just she's just on top of the world right now and she's a really kind person from what i've heard i'm sure but, she is but i don't know like even her the epitome of a golden girl this year wasn't so golden and doesn't always feel golden and is actually very open and honest about her insecurities now she never feels like she's doing enough or being enough or yeah and she enough. probably doesn't feel like i can imagine everything that she went through feeling like nobody liked her so much criticism just like throughout her career and then now everybody loves her everybody's on board she went on tour all that stuff but she probably just remembers all of everything and is taking it with a grain of salt i can imagine mm -hmm. and i was watching uh, another video talking about like these guys on a podcast were analyzing how much money zendaya has made Whoa. and like go zendaya she's made multiple she's like a decamillionaire multiple <laughs> times over she's awesome. and that's amazing however her counterparts have made like so much more money than her mm. you know and she's in like everything and she's doing phenomenally mm -hmm. but she is still a woman and she is still a woman of color and she you know it's like she's still it doesn't matter what you have like as a woman it's just it's never enough and the standard is always moving like think back to rihanna when she played the halftime show a couple years ago she did phenomenally mm -hmm. and all people had to say was you're not doing enough you're not good enough oh, you're blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. i'm like do you how do you people that's what magic sounds like <laughs> it's like she's rihanna that's end of sentence <laughs> yeah so it just amazes me how like I don't know. We as women, we just have that ingrained in us. Like we're mm. never good enough. We're never actually golden, even when we're golden. Yeah. That's a weird revelation. Yeah. Even the ones we think it's like, you know, you're the one. And they're like, what? Yeah. It's like, we'll tell that to them. So. <sighs> Gosh, that's so crazy. Is there a moment where you felt on top of the world and then the next moment felt like you 
we're not good enough hmm. that happens a lot just in my own head <laughs> <laughs> like especially recently i came out with a new song it's called everything i want Ooh. and Plug. i'm really happy about it uh under my name megan stoneson um but there's just a weird it's a weird mindset when you're somebody that's creating things just because you feel like you're passionate about it and you feel like that's what you're meant to do so you put something into the world and you're really stoked on it and you're so happy about it and it just feels right in your soul because you made it perfect how you want it mm. and then everybody around you is supporting you and you do shows and stuff and it's really exciting and then the week after you're like eh, is that even really a big deal you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> Nudge it's me. such a roller coaster and then you listen to the song again after a little while and you're like wow this is the greatest gift to mankind and then you're like is it really even that big of a deal i mean i don't know so yeah <laughs> i know how that feels and um yeah it's it's mostly just because a lot of us smaller artists um I don't know. I haven't put that much time and energy into marketing my music. So it's mostly just me, my friends and my close supporters. Um, so it's, you know, I don't know. It's not like I'm going on a world tour right now or anything. So. The thing is, even if you were on a world tour, you'd still, you t you would take you with you. Oh, that's true. So whatever insecurities you have now, whatever challenges you have now, you're going to have that and then amplified. Yeah. The bigger platform you go on. Yeah, I think it's just the conundrum of if you put something into the world, it feels like a larger than life thing. And then afterwards, you're like, wait, was it really that crazy? And I think the reality of it is we're just we're making art and that's just a normal but beautiful mm. thing. It's not larger than life. Like if somebody plays it's just a normal. Yeah. Like I, I can imagine if I, I was a really big artist and playing for a ton of people, I'd feel like really amped up about everything. And then afterwards I probably have a bit of a low feeling mm -hmm. like, you know, you have thousands of people around you and then there's zero. And then it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's this weird dichotomy where okay, so for instance at the siren gig, I'm like, I can't step anywhere without somebody talking to me at the gig and like we hadn't gone up yet but the room was just filled with people who loved us loved the women around us loved what we were up to um so during the gig i was like vlogging um and i was constantly being like talked to which was awesome so i i was like thought in my head man this is so awesome like this is so cool people are really resonating with the stuff with the stuff you're creating the community you're a part of this is awesome and then i had to like leave to go home and to like rush home because on the security camera i saw <laughs> the dogs like kicking around a can and mm -hmm. i was like how the heck did they get that and i didn't want them to have it because it's like sharp ridges and i don't even know how they got it um so i was like ah, i just i think i can make it so i like booked at home and i got into the kitchen and there's just like they had like chewed up the trash can and 
yanked it to the ground oh my gosh and the whole entire floor was covered in trash like the kitchen the (laughs) living room our entire trash for the week was just strewn around the floor and it was just this weird dichotomy of how did i feel on top of the world (laughs) 30 minutes ago and now i feel i'm literally on the ground picking up trash my hands and knees and then i'm gonna go wash my hands and rush back to the gig before i have to play my set Mm -hmm. and nobody knows that (laughs) it's just this battle Mm. it's a very physical representation of an inner battle that we always feel which is on top of the world and now you're in the trash (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i do think part of it too is that being in person feels really good yeah that's true I, I noted I was talking to um, somebody at, at the gig and we were talking about like, oh, you can reach out on social media or whatever. Um, but they like prefer talking over the phone. And I was like that. I feel so much more genuine being in person or talking over the mm-hmm. phone than like you and I could post something and feel like, oh, everybody's, you know, I think this this is awesome. But it, it will never really feel like connecting with people. I don't know. Is that just me? I think that's just you. Oh. Because I'm a military brat, so I'm very used to like connecting with people online. Long distance. Over long distances. I actually adore long distance relationships. Oh, <laughs> maybe I should move. I don't want you to move because I adore more in-person relationships, but... Mm. I don't know. I love the intentionality that it takes to build a community online and build a relationship from a distance. Oh, yeah. I mean, I obviously I we're doing that right now, <laughs> <laughs> putting podcasts into the world. I I love connecting people and being online. But I just realized recently and there's a high that you get from it being in person yeah it just it brings that that fire back into me you know yeah i totally get that was there was there a moment you felt well you i guess you just said it where you felt on top of the world and then and then you felt not a moment later yeah i i can't think of like a other than that trash example like (laughs) i just remember like a feeling in about to get real deep um i just remember like when i was in my nonprofit days mm. like i felt pretty respected by my peers um and i felt because i was like speaking in lectures i was traveling around the r- world i was in charge of groups i was in charge of money i was in charge of like these big things um and i was doing all this crazy cool stuff And then I would go home and my parents would still see me as like 14 year old or 12 year old Sherelle. So I think that 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 like if you if you ever are struggling with humility, go see your family. (laughs) They'll remind you real fast where you came from. I don't know. Just that like how how do I go from like I am so accomplished and capable to you still don't see me. Oh, so. well, that's that is a problem. You need the people around you to see. Who I know. You are. And now I do. Like, I have a ton of people who are constantly reminding me who I am and calling out the good in me. So mm. 
Yeah. That's just the example that I thought of. It's probably a sad one. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get too real? Oh. Oh, um, shit. No, you're fine. You're good. It's all good. Yeah. We don't only talk about happy stuff on here. I do. I do remember. Okay, here's a childhood memory. Okay. Okay. So I was at this like rest stop bathroom when I was like a kid, right? Mm -hmm. I was queer AF, but I didn't know it. This should have like tipped me off. So there were like these (laughs) hot girls who were like hanging out in the mirror. I was in the stall. They were hanging out at the mirror, right? So I remember just being like, I was going to the bathroom and I was like trying to pee quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. You know, as you do. No, that's happened to me before. Continue. So I was like trying to pee quietly and I was like, okay, they're like clearly hanging out. They're like clearly being like cool girl out there. And there was probably like two, three of them, I think. And I was like, okay, you're going to go out there. You're going to be a badass. You're going to be mysterious. You're going to be cool. You're just going to go... Just go do your thing. Go use that sink. It's going to be awesome. So I like flush the toilet. Swung like the door ass. open. In my overalls. And I was feeling like on top of the world. Don't know why. Felt I, was just, so good. I felt like I had that swagger. And they just like paused and looked at me. Mean girls. No, they weren't being rude. They were just paused looking at me. Oh. And then I like went to take a step to go to the far sink and I like swung back. <laughs> you fell? And then I tried it again. Wait, what? Swung back. You're stuck. I was stuck. No. I was stuck on the little latch. It had caught my overall buckle oh, and no. I was like stuck to the thing in front of them. That's so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. Ah. So I felt on top of the world one second and then oh. in the trash the next. And I had to like lean against the thing and like pull myself close so I could unhook my belt buckle. I was so embarrassed I didn't even wash my hands. I just booked it out of there. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's I don't know if that's better than what I What? What'd you do? <laughs> So in high school, um, I, I went to the bathroom. This was during class, so there was not very many people around. But I went to the bathroom. I was in the stall. And then since there was not that many people around, it was kind of quiet. Oh, and no. then these, these couple of girls, then they came in the bathroom. And they're like, one of them went to the bathroom, but they were like talking or something. And they were, they're gossiping about something or someone. I don't know who they were or anything. <laughs> and then I was like, they don't know I'm in here. <laughs> it's so awkward i'm like they don't know i'm in here i'm just a nobody and i just like well it was like and so i had the personality where i was just like i'm just gonna be so quiet and hope that they leave (laughs) in high school yeah i was like i don't want to create a ruckus i don't want to go out there in front of these randos so i like was just quiet i just froze i had the freeze response you know (laughs) i know about your freeze response (laughs) you freeze you absolutely freeze when there's something that happens you're like wait what what do i do (laughs) gosh this is not good information to give out that's Um, okay because i don't have the nobody attack me nobody attack her because i definitely don't have the freeze response and i will lay hands on you so anyway yeah um but i stayed in the stall really quiet for like a few minutes just like waiting 
and then they just and then i think i like shuffled around or something was trying to like quietly kind of get ready to go and they get were like ready to go aka finish your business no i don't know i don't remember <laughs> but they were like oh my gosh i think someone's in here <laughs> like <laughs> of course somebody's in there in the bathroom i think they were yeah and they were talking to each other like oh my god so- they- someone's in here why are they what? acting like it's a big mystery they're in a public bathroom <laughs> I don't know. It was just in between. It was during class and barely anybody was around. So it was just so awkward. They must have been and then I was like, juicy. I don't remember. But yeah, they were talking like nobody else was there. And then I okay, was like, OK, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to get out of here. So I went out of the stall and I just kind of kept to myself and washed my hands. And I left and I feel like they laughed. <laughs> They probably, they were probably embarrassed because here they are pouring out their souls. They both got out of class so they could chat in the restroom, and there you were. And they just did that thing where they feel awkward, and so they just laugh like Mean Girls. Probably, I don't know. It's like, oh my, someone's in here. <laughs> so that's my bathroom awkward bathroom story. There are so many awkward bathroom stories. I don't know how we got here, but this is where we are. <laughs> Well, oh, that's all I got. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Oh, thank you guys for coming out to the gig. Oh, yeah. Um, also, a, a few people came out just to see us, and that made me feel really special and happy. Yeah. So that's thank you for listening. You thank you for coming. And it really means so much when people like message us or when they see us and say hello. And Yeah, we love meeting know. you guys, so don't. Uh, don't be shy you're always welcome to come and say hi uh, you're always welcome to hit us up online because we enjoy this little community that we are making with you Yeah, and we appreciate you guys you guys are friends So, thanks for hanging out with us at our place and uh, see you next week see you next week bye guys bye. wait 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 what we started doing sorry we started doing this oh. thing where like you would like send us off in like a preacher way but not like that you know the benediction the benediction i got you yeah send mm. us off mm. let me see let me sell myself for a second <sighs> okay so this last week i basically read an article that said like 18 things to do when you have a broken leg and you're stuck at home because <laughs> I have a busted leg and I'm stuck at home. <laughs> I was like, it's been months of this. <laughs> I need something to do. So I read this article that gave me 18 different things I could do while I'm stuck at home. <laughs> and I was reading through it and I was like, man, why do I have to be like the most productive when I'm the most injured right now? Yeah. One of the steps was like, Get your life together. Make a budget. <laughs> yeah. Do your taxes early. <laughs> None of these are bad things, but it's just like, why don't you tell me it's only fun to do like play a video game? <laughs> do a puzzle, which I do do. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I thought of all of that and I was just like, I mean, I suppose like <sighs> I, so I can do more, I think. Fine. Um, and then I realized Shrell, look at all the things that you are doing right. 
because I was like stressed in all of these different avenues of my life. So like there's just multiple avenues where I can point at and I and I have like anxiety or stress stemming from those areas. And after reading that article, I just I sat with myself and I thought, Shrell, you need to write down all of the things that are that you are doing right now. Right. So I did that. And there was like a lot more things that I'm doing right than wrong right now. That's really beautiful. And I think that's what I want to leave you guys with is this week, um, journal, you know, like I just encourage you guys to journal, write about the things that are stressing you out. Um, then take one right step towards those things. And then spend the rest of your journal talking about all of the things that you're doing right and just Mm. celebrate those things. Mm. Um, Because I don't know if you guys are like me, but I'm always pushing forward to the next thing, to the next thing. How can I grow? How can I do more? How can I make more money? How can I build more community? How can I create more things? Um, And I rarely take the time to look back on the last day, the last 12 hours, the last week, the last month. Um, and just celebrate all of the things that I am doing right now. Mm. So there is peace in that. There's peace in celebrating where you are now, and there's peace in taking uh, one small step uh, to alleviate the stress. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got for you guys. I absolutely love it. Thank you, baby. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, I love you. I love you too. And we love you guys. And we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.